start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Jay Allen Show. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. As we take a look back at this year, man, where has the time gone? I can't believe it right now as I take a look on how close we already are to the month of October. I mean, we are talking literally a couple of days. If you're listening to this in pretty much real time, if not, then who knows what time it actually is uh, based on when you're listening to this. But I get it. Believe me, I get it. People get busy. So today is an interesting one. I uh, will tell you, I have the great opportunity of speaking with William Branham. William's a former U.S. Navy SEAL with 26 years of service and founder and CEO of Naked Warrior Recovery, a CBD company focused on recovery of veterans and first responders. He is a retired Navy SEAL with 26 years of service. He has served on both traditional SEAL teams, taught as a SEAL sniper instructor, and served on teams that specialize in undersea operations whose missions must be approved by the President of the United States. After retiring from the military in 2018, he realized that he was suffering from physical and psychological symptoms that negatively impacted his well-being and quality of life. Migraine, severe anxiety, chronic pains, and difficulty focusing, difficulty sleeping and falling asleep, and depression are some of the symptoms he struggled with on a daily basis. Like so many others, he used alcohol and prescription drugs to mask the symptoms that he had. Then he discovered CBD, and it changed his life. It had such a large impact on his life that he decided to start his own company, Naked Warrior Recovery. So sit back and take a listen to this conversation between William Branham and myself here on The Jay Allen Show. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. Well, the best ones are when they tell you that you that you don't know that you're recording and then you just kind of go through the typical conversation that you would go through. And then all of a sudden it's like, so when are we going to start? Oh, we already ended. We're, it's, like, oh. it's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have to tell you... Um, I always like to mention how we kind of came about and crossed each other. Um, it's interesting on, you know, the website that we met on, cause it's called matchmaker.fm. And a right. lot of, you know, when you describe it to people automatically, they think that it's a dating site. And I always try to make sure that we're clear that it's like, no, it's not a dating site. It's where we kind of find each other. Uh, so how did this whole thing start for you? Because I want to get to, of course, naked warrior, cause that's an important part of the conversation, but military and then you got all the way down this path how did the military thing start for you how did you decide this was the path that you wanted to go down 
Yeah, so we, um, I grew up in Meridian, Mississippi. There's not a lot around there. But my, my role models were like Chuck Norris. Um, you know, he was in the movie, uh, he was in a lot of movies, but he was in the movie called Delta Force, where they were shooting <laughs> rockets off of, you know, dirt bikes. Uh, John Rambo, the movie Rambo, they're still, they're still going. He's, he's a beast. Um, and, uh, you know, my dad liked to watch a lot of old movies. I'm much older than I look. But my dad liked to watch a, a bunch of old movies, and one of the movies that I remember was John Wayne's Green Berets uh, was a movie. And so those were kind of like three role models that I had. I watched a lot of Kung Fu theater. I wanted to be a ninja when I grew up. And, uh, but I was heavily involved in the Boy Scouts. We did a lot of like, you know, lots of stuff outside, uh, camping and the such. Hunt, I hunted with my grandfather all, my whole life. And so I always knew kind of in the back of my mind that I want to be part of some military special forces something and i don't even know if i knew that vernacular back then or like what an elite force was i don't think i even had that that vocabulary and uh and i was at a, at a jamboree a boy scout jamboree and i and i was talking about you know wanting to become a i don't know maybe an army ranger or a marine scout sniper because that sounded pretty sexy and they, this other kid he was like yeah i'm gonna be a navy seal and i'm gonna be a uh an f-14 pilot and i was like what's a navy seal first of all and so he kind of explained to me, they're like, you know, high, highly trained special forces. Uh, they, they, they jump out of airplanes, they blow stuff up, they shoot guns, they do, you know, all these super secret missions. And they're a very small elite unit. And they also are part of the water. They, they scuba dive and things like that. And, and I grew up watching National Geographic also. So I was like, I, I totally want to do that. That's, that's the one I want. And he's like, they are the best. And I was like, I want to be part of the best. So uh, you know, the, the summer between my, my 11th and 12th grade of, of high school, the Navy recruiter called me. And had he called me six months earlier, I would have had a very different answer for him. But I had just had this, you know, met this kid. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. He's like, hey, have you ever? So the Navy recruiter says, hey, have you ever thought about joining the Navy? And I was like, matter of fact, I was just thinking about becoming a Navy SEAL and an F-14 fighter pilot. And uh, he's like, Okay, check. Like, why don't you come on down here to the uh, to the recruiting office and let's talk about it. So they showed me a really cheesy um, recruiting video, and this was many years ago. And uh, and I was like, "Yep, that's what I want to do. Let's do it. Where do I sign? And how do I become a pilot?" He was like, "Hold on, one step at a time. Let's get you in the Navy, and then we'll like." So he his job was complete, and I hadn't even done anything. So he was going to, you know, well, you didn't get anything. You did a lot. You did a lot of the work before you even got it for him. He just like, <laughs> he made the phone call. <laughs> he, took, here. he took a little bit of action and yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so what did you decide that you wanted to become a Navy SEAL once you got in there? They said kind of like slow down a little bit. And then you said, okay, this is what I want to do that. I want to become a Navy SEAL. How long did you have to wait before you could go down that path? So the process it, the way that the process used to be, it's a little bit different now, but the, the way the process was, is I wanted to join the Navy and, and have that to be my, my path. So the, the, the Navy requires you to have a Navy specific job. And that job for me, I chose to be a gunner's mate and a gunner's mate is not really what you think it is. It's not really working on guns. It's working on uh, missile launchers or big uh, gun systems that are on the big gray Navy ships. And so what the, the school was for becoming a, a gunner's mate was electronics, hydraulics, and pneumatics, which I had zero interest in. But my dad wanted me to learn about electronics because he thought that was the future. And so I, 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 you know, kind of was appeasing him, but I still wanted to be a SEAL. So when I, when I went to boot camp, I took the SEAL screening test, which is what I needed to do 
I needed to pass that in order to go become a SEAL. Well, I didn't pass the screening test. I, I failed the push-ups, and I don't even, I didn't really fail the push-ups. I just quit on the push-ups. I was like, whew, I'm kind of tired. I don't think I can crank out 15 more, and I probably could have. Um, so that was like my first failure, my first quit on the <laughs> way to like learning lessons of life. And so I, you know, I, I did well enough in this, in this A school, Gunner's Mate school. I thought when it, you know, I still needed to take the screening test, but this was up in like up north of Chicago in the middle of winter. And I was like, I don't, I'm not a morning person. I don't want to get up early. I don't want to do this little thing that I need to do, you know, put forth this little bit of effort to, to go do the thing I want to achieve. And so I was a little bit lazy and I waited and, and it came, we were close to graduation and I still needed to take the screening test to go to buds, but we were, we, we had, um, an opportunity to pick like where you want to go. And I decided I want to go to this other school for, that was four more months in Virginia beach where it's nice and sunny and warm. And I'll go to that school and then I'll take the screening test and then I'll go to buds. It didn't work out quite like that because I didn't really share my, my plan with other people. And it turns out that because I took that, that school in Virginia beach for four months, I I was obligated to go to a ship for the next 24 months. So I went to, I had to go to Yokosuka, Japan for the next 24 months and live on a ship. And really it was a terrible experience, but lots of great lessons. Hell of a, hell of a trade-off four months for 24 months, right? Right. Exactly. And then, um, and then when it came time for me to, 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 you know, call my detailer and say, Hey, I, I'm, I want to go to buds. I'm going to drop a package. My detailer, the guy who sends you around to your next duty station, he's like, that's great, but I'm not going to let you go become a Navy SEAL because what you're doing right now is more critical than, than becoming a Navy SEAL. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? That, is, that makes zero sense. Um, and so I asked lots of people, I got letters of recommendation and, you know, I went to the highest levels I could there in Yokosuka, Japan, of people to ask if they would recommend me to go to Bud's and all this other stuff. And everyone said yes. And still my detailer said no. And then one day, the chief of naval operations, who was the highest ranking person in the Navy, like the only people that are senior to him is the president of the United States and the secretary of defense. He's the top dog in the Navy. He comes to my ship. There's eight or 10 ships in, in Japan, in Yokosuka. And he, get, he came to my ship. He didn't go to any other ship his whole time there. He came to my ship and, and had CNOs calling. He's like, hey, does anyone have any questions? And I was like, yep, uh, over here. I, um, I joined the Navy to be a SEAL. I think I deserve a chance to go, but my detailer won't let me go. Totally threw that guy under the bus. And uh, I, I think I, I deserve a chance to go. And, um, you know, I, what do you, would, would you mind allowing me to go? And he was like, he turns to my commanding officer, who fortunately I had talked to prior to this. Uh, good like, idea. Hey, is he a good guy? And I was like, he was like, yeah, he was a sailor of the quarter this quarter, which is kind of like employee of the month, employee of the quarter, whatever. And uh, so I did, I did a good job I, in, at my job. And so he turns back to me. He's like, check, you'll be in the first class after your PRD, which is planned rotational date. And six weeks later, I'm off to California. Oh, congratulations. Glad, so, glad that it all worked out. It took me three years from the day I joined the Navy just to get to buds, actually a little bit more yeah, than that. The to get the opportunity, right. and I can't even imagine the the level of training that you have to go through to, right. to and be I didn't able train to- that much before going to buds. I was like, well, how hard can it be? Oh, whoa! <laughs> that, was not, that was not the right attitude. So, therefore, it took me about it took me about uh, thirteen months to complete a six month block of training because I got injured several times. Got it. One got of those it. injuries oh. was definitely not my fault. Someone stepped on me and broke my leg, but oh, happens. Oh. 
What are you gonna do? I would imagine that you, you have all kinds of interesting stories when it comes to that. So, in regards, you went through a lot of leadership stuff. I mean, definitely going becoming a SEAL, you understand leadership. But then you're done with the. Are you still in the military? I'm, I'm out, I retired you, in uh, no, no, the, we, July 31st of 2018. Now, meaning in regards of when you decide to go to school, when you decide to go and get the get the the organizational leadership and the strategic leadership. I actually degree. did that. So I did that on my last. You've done some research on me. Um, wasn't I supposed to do that? Wasn't that part of, <laughs> part of the gig? <laughs> I actually. Uh, the Navy paid for most of that. So I used to, my last job in the Navy, I was the science and technology director for Naval Special Warfare Group 3. I worked directly with the headquarters. And what what our job was, was to, so we have these operational de- deficiencies. And basically what that is, is there's something isn't working at the team. There, maybe it's a technology, maybe it's a operational procedure, maybe it's tactics, techniques, and procedures. It's something. And so, you know, this is a way from the from the deck plate level, from the from the lowest ranking guy, he can submit an, an operational deficiency report and it will go up the entire chain of command to get visibility. And hey, this is something that is keeping us from from doing our job or we could do it better if we had this technology or whatever. And so my job was to solve those problems. And there's no funding for that. People think that, yeah, you know, in the SEAL teams, you have all this research and development, la la la. Even guys in the SEAL teams think that. And it's absolutely Faults. There, we have zero research and development dollars. So, my job was to go find solutions. But by the way, you don't have any money to do that. So, I we're just we'll tra- we'll pay for your travel. I'm like, okay. So, um, I was probably on the road 200 250 days a year for my last three years, and I went out and found 16 million dollars of other people's money to solve problems that we had in our in our operational deficiencies. So I w- created new technologies and all sorts of other stuff. While I was doing that, I also got my bachelor's and my master's. I went from a PhD, a public high school diploma, and that's kind of where I was going with that story is I would <laughs> doing this science and technology job. I would sit in the room with like like scientists, like people with PhDs and like underwater scientists, space scientists, all sorts of people. And, and I'm like, yeah, when it, you know, we're, people are introducing themselves and they kind of come around the room and they're like, okay, I'm so-and-so with this PhD and uh, whatever in that. And I do rocket stuff and that comes to me and I'm like, yeah, my name is William Branham. I also have a PhD, a public high school diploma. So if I ask some dumb questions, please forgive me. <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll provide some value. <laughs> oh, I love, it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I went so, from PhD to master's in three years and, uh, and it was all like on the road, like traveling, doing stuff, uh, you know, while traveling, getting online, doing all online. So fortunately, the, the, the college that I, I went to, I got to combine a bunch of stuff. You know, they took a bunch of my Navy stuff uh, to help with, you know, those elective credits. And then I had to do the, 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 um, the things that, that, that they required for the degree. And then at the end, there were a few classes left over that, well, they're like, well, you could take, you know, underwater basket weaving or something, or you could take some master's level classes, you know, to count mm-hmm. towards your bachelor's. And I was like, that, that makes sense. And then I just didn't stop doing the master's program. I just continued through it. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, so I, I, yeah, I got my, 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 I uh, went from like my, you know, from nothing to, to a master's in, in three years. So you got rid of your PhD to I go for your master's. PhD. <laughs> I mean, I, I, technically I still have it. <laughs> very good. Very good. So at, at what point during your journey do you say, okay, I have this great idea for naked warrior recovery. I'm sure you're not calling it at the time, but you're saying, Hey, I got some ideas of some concepts I want to try out. At what point do you decide this is what you want to go after next? So the first company I started when I 
when I retired was, and I should have started this a lot earlier, but I was afraid of like conflict of interest and some other stuff is, is I started a consulting company, uh, that helped companies nat to help companies navigate the military acquisition system. So if they had like a technology for the military, I could, and it, what, maybe it wasn't ready for prime time. I can help take that technology. And I had just created this giant Rolodex of, of people and money and all this other stuff. And I could, I can take your technology and I can present it to the military, find a possible end user, and then we can find funding to help, bring this technology to prime time and then get it part of become a program of record and all this other stuff. And uh, what companies really did, they didn't really want to go through that process. Number one, they didn't want to hire a consultant because they had been burned by consultants in the past. I learned like, Oh, that's consultant is a dirty word in industry. So that changed that um, the way you're presenting yourself. And I burned a lot of bridge just by saying, Hey, I'm a consultant now. And so that's lesson number one. Uh, but number two, people wanted me to, if they were like, okay, consultant, why don't you just go sell my widget that may or may not be ready for prime time? We'll pay you a commission. I'm like, I live on a rock in the middle of the Will you pay my travel? Will you pay this and that? And so I, I got some small clients. I got some uh, for, you know, to introduce some, some technology, but it was really not a successful business. I didn't think about it, you know, well enough. I didn't execute. I certainly didn't execute it well. And so I also had a bunch of baggage. I got baggage from 26 years of service. I got baggage from bad relationships. I got, I got baggage. I don't call it PTSD. I call it baggage because we all have it. You know, I don't want to put a label on it. I want to just call it, we all, we all carry crap around with us all the time. And a lot of times that's our ego. We don't want to let something go. And I had a lot of it. And what I was doing to turn that noise off in my head is I would drink, you know, I would basically drink myself to sleep at night. Just like vodka, drink. Vodka drink, vodka drink, like three, four, five glasses. And, you know, until that noise was turned off or dulled out, not really off. And I would pretty much pass out and then have to try to function the next day. Not, not a great recipe for success. And so I was curious about CBD, but I still had my top secret clearance from, from the military. And, um, and so I was in Virginia dealing with some stuff. And I had lunch with a buddy and I was like, hey, I'm going to see if I can go find some CBD because it's a brand. I mean, it is a brand new market, even though there's CBD shops everywhere, everywhere. Right. Um, I was like, hey, hey, Ray, uh, I'm going to go see if I can find some CBD because maybe what you have here in Virginia is better than what we have in Hawaii. I have no idea. He was like, you want CBD? I've got some at home. And so we went back to his house. He gave me a bottle of CBD. He's kind of an Instagram influencer and a company sent him a bunch of stuff. And so now he's an Instagram influencer for me. But that's how that worked out. But, uh, so I, I took CBD. Um, I don't know if I noticed anything right away. Maybe I slept a little better that night. Maybe I was a little less pissed off in the, the, the next morning. And what I like to say is water boils at 212 degrees. And I was probably living at 210 degrees. I had like, you know, from like success to failure, I got baggage, I got ego, I got also this other stuff. But what I noticed over the 30 days or, or so of taking that CBD is that I went from like 210 degrees to 205 to 200 to 195 to maybe like 185. And I noticed that pains in my body are, you know, 26 years of service. I'm kind of beat up. Like they were just less bad. They weren't stabbing me as much anymore. They're a little more dull, still pain, still issues, whatever. But then I, you know, and then I ran out and I started, you know, I started moving closer to that, to that, uh, 
uh, that, that 212 degrees. And so I took another brand of CBD and I had similar results. And then I went to a business conference. I met someone in the industry. I'm like, maybe there's something to the CBD thing. And I met someone that was in the industry and she was like, you want to do A to B, B to B, B to C? I'm like, I want to do CBD and I want to work for you. She's like, you don't want to work for me. I, I can't hire you right now. Why don't you just start your own CBD company? I was like, I don't know how to do that. She's like, you're, you're, a, you're a Navy SEAL. Why don't you go figure it out? I was like, oh. <sighs> okay. So I went and figured it out. And so part of you know, starting a company is having a purpose. What's the purpose of the company? It's to make money. It's to help other people. But, you know, what is the purpose? And, you know, my journey of like figuring out what was wrong with me and how to heal myself is I, I realized that I had all this ego and other people with bigger egos are putting their crap on me and I'm carrying it around. And I'm like, well, if I just take it off and set it in the corner, like I am free, I can jump higher, I can move faster. You know, in, in combat, we, we put our armor on and we, we go into harm's way and sometimes it saves our lives and that's awesome. And sometimes we didn't even need it. We come back, we take it off. And, you know, what I found is, you know, that, that ego, that armor that we carry around, all, most of the time we never, ever take it off. And we never find that rest and recovery. And so I realized, like, well, the, the, the predecessor of today's Navy SEAL was called the Naked Warrior. They were, you know, before the, before the, the assault on Normandy um, that you see in Saving Private Ryan, you had these volunteers who were really good in the, from the Navy, who were really good with demolitions, and they swam into the beach. They, they conducted reconnaissance on the beach where the fighting positions were. They figured out lanes of assault. They saw all the demolitions are obstacles on the beach that they needed to blow up prior to the assault. They got back in the water. They did hydrographic reconnaissance. In the water, they created a chart. They went back, and hours before the assault on Normandy, they came in, you know, under fire from the beach every single time, you know, and they put demo charges on all the stuff. They cleared lanes of assault. They got back in the water. They put demo charges on everything in the water, and this was before the assault even started. And then as the assault started, they pulled back, and they blew all the obstacles to, to clear the way. And so that was the, the predecessor of today's Navy SEAL. Um, so... That was that naked warrior, kind of that take it off, get naked, kind of, uh, kind of stuck with me. And and you know, being a, a, the naked warrior, you know, as my lineage as a seal, um, that just seemed to fit the the name of the company. Is you know, take your ego off, get naked, and naked also has a whole other acronym that that I've kind of created for mindset and things like that. Because CBD was only a, a, a it was a modality. I had to get my mind right in order to move forward and, and start being successful again. Well, I mean, it's a very interesting on how you came up with the concept because I, because I, I love it. I love the whole ideology behind it about, you know, taking off your ego and really kind of laying it down and being the person that you want to be. So as you're doing all of this stuff and you're doing the studying and the research and getting everything ready, what misconceptions did you find immediately when it came to CBD? Cause there's still a lot of them out there that people still think one thing or another when it comes to CBD so what did you find in your research that you were doing? So uh, that the industry is incredibly dirty. It's very corrupt. So CBD wasn't legal until uh, December 20th of 2018 when they passed the farm bill. And so when that happened, like everyone and their brother just like took a, they were like, oh, here's an opportunity. And CBD was kind of like a fringe kind of black market industry off to the side. And so what people did is they were like, oh, let's just like flood the market with whatever we can. And so the FDA went out and did a bunch of, of research. They did a bunch of spot checks on companies and they found that most companies uh, either don't have CBD in them. 
They don't have the level of CBD they say they have in them. They have high levels outside the legal limit of 0.3% THC, um, you know, to make it an illegal product. So that means it came from, it clearly came from marijuana. Um, they have high levels of, of heavy metals, mercury, toxins, arsenic, things like that. I also found that found out that, that CBD is a, is a bioaccumulator, which means it pulls all the good stuff out of the soil, but all the bad stuff out of the soil. So you have to have like good quality dirt. You know, it's such a powerful bioaccumulator that they're using CBD at Chernobyl to clean the radiation out of the soil so that they can maybe go back and repopulate that area one day. So it's like, you need to have good dirt, you need to have good quality. And so I went out and I found, and I've found a bunch of people were selling CBD, a bunch of suppliers, and most of them were I, you know, I started asking basic questions and then I started asking a little more complicated questions. And when they couldn't answer the complicated questions, I knew that they were probably not on the up and up. And so I, what I did is I, I found suppliers that, that I believe we have the highest quality CBD on the market. And I'm not saying that other companies don't have quality CBD. What I'm saying is we go through efforts that even the biggest names in CBD do not go through. And, you know, we're and, like third party testing amazing. everything that we, everything that we do, we have a, 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 a QR code on, on all of our products to, so that you can go in and you can see lab testing. So a lot of companies will do lab testing, like they'll extract the oil, they'll test the, the they'll test the oil at a third party uh, lab, and then they'll just go through the whole manufacturing process and never test it again. We test the oil when it's extracted, we put it through the manufacturing process, and then we uh, test the final product. And that's the pro that's the, the QR code. That's the lab results that you get on the backside. Other companies don't do that because there could be some contamination, uh, somewhere in the manufacturing process, something that happened. So, um, so yeah, if you're, if, if people are listening to this and they are interested in CBD, I would say, make sure that on the website, you have current lab results for every lot. A lot of, a lot of companies will even put like a lab result on their website. And it was like five years ago. It's like, well, well, we don't want them going to any other website. We want them to go to your website. I absolutely want them to come to my website, but people are, people are weird about, you know, they're, they're loyal to like different brands. And I, and I totally appreciate that. Um, I'm, my website for my CBD is, is nw-recovery.com or nakedwarriorrecovery.com just because I didn't, uh, I, I made Naked Warrior Recovery, all one word, my, my website. And then I was like, maybe people don't want to write naked in their search engine. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not judging. Um, so let's just make it, let's make it a little easier for nw-recovery.com. So and you did reference something there when you were going through everything, that yours is THC-free. THC can you explain that a little bit more to people? Because, there, of course, there's always the misconception that if you talk about CBD, automatically it has to have THC right. inside of it. Yeah. Because it's an activator. It's an activator. It has to activate somehow. Right. So can you explain that a little bit so, further for people? So there's three, I'm going to say there's three main categories of CBD. There's uh, a broad spectrum, which is, you know, it's extracted from the oil, or uh, from the plants, and it still has some trace amounts of THC. So the hemp plant, to be considered hemp, legally hemp, it has to have 0.3% or less THC in the dried weight of the plant. There's ways to test that. Um, so that is extracted. And so a full spectrum means it's got everything in it. It's got all the minor cannabinoids and all the terpenes, which are essential oils uh, that kind of work synergistically with the body. Uh, it, still, it still has trace amounts of THC up to 0.3% in the, in the oil. The other 
spectrum of that is a CBD isolate where they just extract the molecule CBD and get rid of all the other minor cannabinoids and terpenes. And they put that in a, in an olive oil or an MCT oil, or maybe even a hemp oil. And it's, in my opinion, it's the lowest quality and not just my opinion, other people, lowest quality, because you're missing out on, on all the other benefits from the, from the, the other minor cannabinoids and terpenes. And there's lots of research happening now on other minor cannabinoids being better for different things. Uh, and then where I am, it's kind of in the middle, which is the most expensive way to do it is we have primarily, we carry a broad spectrum, almost we're 98% broad spectrum. I have one full spectrum product just because people asked for it. Uh, but basically we, we maintain most of the minor cannabinoids and terpenes, but we extract the, the THC from the oil. Like, you know, on the other side of the isolate, they were extracting the, the, the CBD only we're extracting the THC only so that we still maintain the minor cannabinoids and terpenes so that you kind of get that synergistic effect with the body and kind of, and to put that into perspective, I'll give a little bro science here. The reason that Mm -hmm. CBD works for so many people, I mean, it doesn't necessarily work or not work for other people, but why people are getting like great benefits out of CBD, why they think it's like this panacea that cures everything. It doesn't actually cure anything. CBD is like a, it's like a multivitamin, super multivitamin for your endocannabinoid system. And your endocannabinoid system was it's new science is, was discovered in the 1960s, but then uh, medical marijuana became illegal again or marijuana, whatever war on drugs, just say no. And then in the 1990s, when medical marijuana became legal, scientists, they took a, a uh, radioactive isotope and put it on a THC molecule and put it inside the human body to see what's going on. And that's how they found this giant neuroreceptor that's connected to every other system in your body. And they named it the endocannabinoid system because it's, you know, it works off of cannabinoids and our bodies create endogenously two minor cannabinoids. One is called anandamide, which is the bliss molecule, the feel good, the runner's high. That's, it's very closely associated with THC to, to feel good. And then the other one is, anand, is uh, 2-AG. And I, it's a big, long word, and I don't remember what it does. But, <laughs> but those, those two molecules, they're, they're, they're cannabinoids, just like you get from the cannabis plant. And they feed your endocannabinoid system. And sometimes we don't make enough. Sometimes we have chronic illness. And that, you know, the, that pulls everything else kind of out of, out of balance, out of whack. And so what CBD does is it's kind of a, it's, it's shaped like a key, like those other minor cannabinoids and it, and like an antibiotic 2 ag and it comes in and it fills those locks, those holes for the endocannabinoid system. And it brings it back into homeostasis. And once that's back into homeostasis, the body starts working more correctly and it'll start healing itself. And that's why people are like, Oh, it cured my cancer. It cured my, what it didn't, it did not cure anything. <laughs> This is not medical advice. What it did it is, is it supported their endocannabinoid system, which is connected to your, your respiratory system, your endocrine system. It's connected to your digestive system, your immune system, your central nervous system. It's connected to every system in your body. And so when that thing comes back into homeostasis, everything is working properly. And that's why CBD seems to be like it, it cures everything. But it so also is this helps why with you like chronic it? inflammation and things like that. Sorry, I didn't mean so to is this, why you stay, this is why you stayed on your website in particular that it's supporting mental in physical recovery as well. Right. Okay. Because right. you know, a lot of, a lot of people would still have fear out there. It's got, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting I was on how it works. And I, I, you know, and I still maintain a, my top secret clearance and lots of people reach out to me and they're like, well, how will this affect my, you know, my drug testing or whatever? And I, and I can't make any, I can't guarantee anything, but what I can say is I have a top secret clearance. I still get drug tested for some jobs that I do. 
and and I there are no issues. As a matter of fact, I was drinking. I don't have a box in here, but you know, I have a CBD energy drink. It's a powder. I was drinking that on the way to go to to give my sample <laughs> um, the last time I I you know I was tested. And then the other great part about this is that you also offer uh, military discounts, which I think is great I on do. having the, you know, the availability. I, you know, and, of and, you know, you can get it kind of automatically through the through the website. There's a service and they'll give you a discount code. But if people reach out to me and it's, it's not just military, it's first responders, it's people of service. And something that I'm doing right now is maybe you're, you haven't been in the military, but you see someone. A, a, you know, first responder, a veteran or whatever who might be suffering and maybe CB, maybe CBD can help them, maybe not. If you spend $100 and you send me the receipt and the name, email address and address of the person, I will send them a $100 bottle of CBD because I, it, I mean, it helped me. I'm not saying it's going to help everyone. It helped me so much that it Im- improved the quality of my life so much that I started this company, you know, to help other people. So, well, and, and, and I mean, I would imagine that at the time that you're doing this, this is a giant risk because you're putting your you're putting your name behind this. I mean, you're putting your name behind this product right. and you're saying, hey, this is still going to work for you. And I still have my security clearance. So what have you learned over the last year and change of actually doing this? What has surprised you the most uh, out of your business? Well, um, you know, they didn't teach me how to run a business in the in the SEAL teams. So uh, it's not if you build it, they will come. Marketing <laughs> is... Uh, marketing is difficult and I can't do traditional marketing. I cannot, uh, I can't do like Facebook ads. I can't do Instagram. I can't do, you know, even Google AdWords is iffy at best. And so, and, and that stuff is expensive. And, you know, Facebook is like deleted, like four accounts. I didn't even have a Facebook account before I started this company. People are like, Oh, you need to run Facebook ads. I'm like, okay, here's my CBD mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, delete, delete, delete. Oh, that credit card is associated with this other account. Delete. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so marketing is super challenging. Um, so what I've been able to do mostly is, is face-to-face, word-of-mouth, uh, podcasting. But also the other thing that helped me is helping me get the word out a little bit more is, you know, the SEAL teams, we're not a traditional military force. We do things very unconventional. So that's I just have to go back to that model of thinking and do things a little unconventional. So again, CBD was a modality that helped me. The other part of it was I had to get my mind straight. And so why don't I help other people helping get their mind straight? And so I, uh, you know, I have the, the get naked mindset and, and it, it's an acronym. Naked is an acronym and it stands for never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. And get naked is it's about, it's about taking action and, and doing things in your life. And so I have a, a, a download. It's a it's a PDF, and I also do this as kind of a, a keynote when I you know go talk to other companies or if I do some leadership stuff. Uh, is is I'll go over kind of what get naked really stands for, and the, the never quit. It doesn't mean like never quit smoking or drinking or being in a toxic relationship. It means like never quit on yourself. Never quit being who your most authentic self are. It's about taking that ego off. Never quit. So I give an, an analogy in, in, in SEAL training, you have Hell Week, which is arguably the most well-known week in the world of any military training. And it's five and a half days of no sleep. You're wet, you're miserable, you're cold. It sucks the entire five and a half days. But there's one thing that is standard, that is a constant, that will never change, and that is they feed you four times a day. So all you got to do, it doesn't matter how much it sucks, how awful it is. All you have to do is go from make it to the next meal. Just make it to the next meal. And that's a win. You just won. I didn't quit. 
I didn't quit. Boom. So if you have like weird stuff, hard stuff in your life that's super challenging, it seems unattainable, just make it to the next meal. Just create that small victory and, and, and make it to the next meal. Uh, the ex- so did you have that counted out then? Did you say I have 22 meals during I, this whole I, week? You know so, I, so I, know. <laughs> I, had, I actually had fun in Hell Week. I, it, it was hard. It sucked. But I had been there for like six months just sort of getting injured over and over. And I'm like, oh, I'm here now. I am. I, I, I could go another week. I don't care. And I remember thinking that like we like they secured us from Hell Week. And I'm like. What, what's next? Like I could keep going. It wasn't, you know, once you got to a point. It didn't matter. And that's part of that, like, you know, get uncomfortable, get, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Hell week is super uncomfortable. There's nothing comfortable about it. But, you know, at some point you're like, this is like, whatever, you can't hurt me. Like it doesn't, if we go another week, it doesn't matter. And I think everyone, everyone reaches that point at some point. Um, so, so, but yeah, so, so that was kind of like, make it to the next meal. Uh, create those small <laughs> victories. The A is accept failure because failure really is the foundation of success. I've got so more. I learned more from failure than I have from ever really doing things right. I'm like, am I really doing it right? I don't know. Like, because I haven't messed up yet. So I, you know, once I fail and I'm like, okay, let's figure out why I failed. And then I, I'm able to figure out a better way to do it. So I, so you accept failure. Um, and, and, you know, even like the, the most successful people in the world, if you take Michael Jordan, he's missed more than 9,000 shots in his career, uh, lost more than 300 games, missed, I think, 26 or so game winning shots. And you know what he did after he missed the shots? It didn't matter if he won or not. He went to the gym and he practiced those shots that he missed over and over until he never missed them again. So he created used that as as his foundation for success and getting better. Uh, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs, they were both fired as CEOs of companies that they started, and then they came back and became even bigger and better. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you use uh, failure, you accept that failure and you use it as a foundation for your success, you'll get over that obstacle much more quickly. The K is kill mediocrity. We live in a world of, of you know, instant gratification and swiping and whatever. And it makes us feel entitled, I guess. I, right. you know trying to be politically correct here. <laughs> oh, you don't have to be politically correct. <laughs> <to> believe me. <laughs> we're, we're, so we, and that's just the culture that, you know, instant gratification culture that we have. It, it's made us mediocre and we don't want to compete anymore. And so ways that you can kill mediocrity in your own life and become a better person and make the people around you better is to compete in kindness, compete in generosity, compete in giving, compete in like, you don't have to be like some crazy badass, whatever. You just like, Compete against your ego because your ego is the thing that, that knows everything about you. It knows all of your weaknesses, all your strengths. It knows just what to say to make you mediocre. So if you can compete against your medi- your ego and win, then nothing can stop you. The E is expose your fears. And, and I don't mean like lions and tigers and bears or spiders or, <laughs> or anything like that. I mean like, you know, those things that are sitting in the back of your mind. And this is the thing that I think helped me the most. The part of naked that helped me the most is these fears. Like I, I'm not afraid to go into combat. I'm not afraid to face the enemy, you know, whether it's a fair fight or not, I prefer not having a fair fight. I prefer always having the advantage, but it doesn't always work that way. It's these other fears that are stuck in the, in the back of my mind that are, are back there. And they, they live in the darkness, the deep, dark places of your mind. And people don't want to, People don't want to go back there and look at it, but it doesn't matter how much you try to like ignore it. It's still going to be there. And it comes out like when you're driving in your car by yourself, when you're just sitting at home by yourself, when like there's some sort of 
Uh, you try to go to bed. I would drink myself to sleep at night to, to turn that noise down. And so that's, those were all fears. Those were things that may or may not happen. Those were things that, you know, I was really putting on myself baggage. And I consider fear to be like a vampire. It lives in the darkness and it sucks the life out of you. And if you are able to expose your fears, just like a vampire, if you expose it to sunlight, it's going to burst into flames and go away. So if you're able to expose your fears, you know, you can take them and write them down on a piece of paper. I have a business coach. His name is Sharon Srivatsa. And what he says that fear doesn't exist on paper. And so what he'll do is he's like driving. He's like, things are swirling around. He's like, he pulls over, goes to Starbucks, gets a cup of coffee, and he'll take a pen and paper because something happens from the pencil or the pen and a piece of paper that once you write those fears down, those things that are really bothering you, and you look at them and you read them and you expose them and maybe you share them with someone, and it doesn't happen all at one time. It's like it's, it's a process. Is Once you expose those fears, you now control those fears and those fears no longer control you. So the E is expose your fears. And, and again, that was something, the things that were in the back of my mind were, you know, they were doing more damage to me than, than I can even talk about. Uh, and the D is to do the work because all of this means it's about taking action. It's about, you know, doing the work. So in, in the SEAL teams, we have a saying, uh, you know, earn your trident every day. And, you know, when I graduated from SEAL training, I was like, okay, I've, I've just completed the hardest military, military training in the world. It's going to be easy from here on out. And what I didn't, I, I had the wrong mindset. And no one really like, like it's going to be harder when you get to the SEAL team. And I'm like, how can that possibly be? It's, it is because you're not doing the same stuff. You're actually required to perform at a higher level than you did at BUDS. Like, so if I perform at this level today, tomorrow I'm expected to perform at a higher level. And, I'm, and, and me as a SEAL, as a leader, I'm expecting the same thing for the guys that are surrounded. They, they expect more out of me and I expect more out of them every single day. It doesn't matter how awesome you were today, tomorrow, or how awesome you were yesterday. Today's a whole new day, a whole new battleground. You have to like earn your trident, make sure that you want to be there. Prove to me that you want to be there. And I'm proving to you that I want to be there. And that's kind of, that's really what doing the work is. So it's, you know, the get naked mindset is about never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. And you came up with that acronym by yourself? I did. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I, I have to tell you, you say that you go out there and you, and you do speeches. I get it. Believe me, I get it. I get what you're doing there because they, they sound fantastic. I'm sure that when you start starting off with the get naked speech, it probably has probably raises a couple of questions. It, when you it, first it, start it off. certainly like, does. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I have a presentation and I give and like, they're like, Oh, naked. I'm, and I, and I kind of started, it's like, and I'm going to give you an acronym to make it super easy for you to remember. And I, I guarantee you, you will not quickly forget this. And the acronym is naked in a K E D. And anyone can download this. They can, you know, really download. It's kind of my presentation. Uh, it's at the number five sealsecrets.com, five sealsecrets.com. And uh, you, you just put your name and email address in there, and I will send you a, a PDF. It's, a, it's a, about a seven or eight page, and it's got some cool pictures, and you know, it's got some words, and uh, it, it really talks about the, the get naked mindset and how to apply that to your life. You know, it's not, you, you can't apply like all of those to every aspect of your life. So just pick one, pick one aspect of your life that you're having trouble with. You know, maybe you're, you want to, you know, do better at your job. Maybe you want to complete ta tasks better. Maybe you want to, you know, um, have a better relationship. And maybe you can't apply all of these tools, all of these like five seal secrets into, you know, every, you know, 
into that one thing. Maybe you can only apply one or two. And then once you get really good at applying those one or two, then you can apply the, the, the other three. So it's how you apply it. And then once you master applying those secrets, then you can apply it to another area and another area. And pretty soon you're, you're thinking like an ABC. Well, I, I definitely love the mindset for sure. And William, if people want to know more about you and the product that you have going on or your company, where can they go to find out more information? I would say at, at uh, nw-recovery.com is my my website. Or if you just aren't interested in CBD at all, you can go to five, the number five, sealsecrets.com. And that's where you can download the, the, the PDF on, on how to get naked. Well, William, I really do appreciate you coming on to the show today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. Want more of the Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 40, 40 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case... And you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.